Alrighty, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Uppercut Podcast. I'm here with Mikey and Jeff, as always, and today we're going to be reviewing UFC Fight Night, Muniz versus Allen, because the main event got canceled, so a little bit of a weird fight night. The second one in a row that was, um, I guess you could say, a lower-level fight night card, for sure. Um, I actually do think this fight, this fight night card was better than the last one. And I think that there was honestly only one bad fight on it. So other than that one bad fight, I actually didn't mind this card that much. Mike, how did you feel about it? Yeah, I didn't either, to be honest. Even with the lack of the fucking uh, main event, I didn't think it was all that bad. Yeah. Jeff? Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it was like, it was one of those, like, like we said before, a true MMA fan fucking card. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's absolutely no name value on this. Yeah, like there was little to none with Brian Spann and Kraylov on it, honestly. And then with them off, it fucking pretty much killed any fucking casual name value. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys a question real quick before we start. So, if you were like, say, weird ass fucking Jared Leto, for example, (laughs) yes, or yourself, whatever, however you want to imagine it, and you were at this event, how much? Would they have had to offer you to fight Ryan Spann? Like a realistic low ball number. Like they pulled you, Max, from the crowd, brought you in the tunnel. Like, dude, we really fucking need you to fight Ryan Spann. <laughs> <laughs> we need you really bad. Dude, the like, idea of someone coming up to me and be like, hey, man, we really need you to fight Ryan Spann right now. <laughs> Are you Max. fucking kidding me? Uh, no, I would. They are coming up to you. Like, would what would be the bottom dollar? Dude, like the amount of pain that I'm. I would be going through, no joke, like a million dollars, I think, would be the highest, the lowest I'd go. And I, I think of it like this. A million dollars, dude, I can sit on that shit for the rest of my life, put it into savings and collect fucking, what's it called? Uh, in, what is it called? Whatever the fucking, the dividends on that shit. Be set yeah, collect life. interest on it. I'd be honest with you. He dude, could I actually kill like me. 50 racks, I would, fight, I would fight him. That few, really? I mean, he'd kill me. Like, he would actually kill me. So, like... The idea of taking a leg kick from Ryan Spann is scary. I would have to do, I think, 50 to show 250 to win on the off chance I win somehow. <laughs> 50 to show is crazy, dude. Because, like, I know I'm not winning. So just showing, I feel like the idea of him going, because, you know, he'd probably be like, all right, what's the quickest way I can fucking kill this guy? It would be one shot to the fucking dome. Dude, it'd be so idea- fucking awesome, though. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Jeff, how, Jeff what would be the lowest yeah, for you? Yeah, give us a number. Dude, not going to lie. Dude, if you throw me, throw me fucking the 20 and 20, I think I oh. might go out there. Dude, you're I, dude me I, on a fucking ESPN card. I'm, I'm not necessarily disagreeing some, with you. I'm parlaying that into some fucking regional promotion fucking main event. Are you kidding me? And I'm going out there and fighting Ryan Spin. I mean, I almost go down when I get up too fast, so he's knocking me out within like half a second. The idea of seeing my, the idea of seeing my unsculpted fucking tits in a in a fucking, (laughs) it might be the funniest thing ever. Imagine seeing me fighting Ryan Spann. Oh my god! Wait, dude, if you could be on the not, I would need parts for the next three years. But but I would tell Dana, you gotta cut me parts because as soon as they see you replacing Krilov with Hefe. It's dude, the pay per view is going through the roof. Oh ESPN Plus buys through the roof. 
I don't think I have one muscle on my body. Like, I don't even think, like, I'm fucking. No, I might so catch him with a flying knee. Dude, yeah. you <laughs> might be able to, like, you might be able to, like, start an illustrious social media career after this because everyone will recognize you as, like, the guy who hit Rick and Mortis standing up. Like, yeah. you could have, like, the wonk- you could have, like, the wonkiest knockout. Or I just of all go time. in and try ankle picking him. I'd be the first, <laughs> the first guy to my cry. eye. If those two like, fucking jackasses, the Island Boys, got fucking famous off stupid shit, dude, I think one of us would get a lot more dude, famous off getting crushed on TV. That's fair. Ankle pick, eyes closed, just eat the uppercut. Dude, <laughs> Max said his unsculpted 20K? 20K and a fucking Instagram following and a fucking main event spot? Oh, my God. Yeah. Damn. All right, well... PPE doesn't sound too shabby for that That's one. assuming that anyone actually sat down and watched this card, and that's assuming 20,000 people sat down and watched this card, which well, I know us three did. if they see but... me stepping in for Kralal. They might. Ooh. They might. Well, let's get into <laughs> Dude, the card now. First we're breaking fight... McGregor numbers. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, all right. First fight, Nerul Aliyev versus Rafael this. Um, this fight, I only want to talk about it real quick for two reasons. One, Jeff, did you see the amount of people in Turkmenistan watching this fight. Yeah, the fucking whole Fortnite soccer stadium for yeah, that was awesome. Turkmenistanian people. Yeah, it was was 4 a.m. there when that was was happening. 4 a.m. Insane. That was sick as fuck. Secondly, um, there was a bite. Wait, no, it it was Tajikistan or whatever, right? Tajikistan. Oh, Tajikistan? Tajikistan. I thought it was Turkmenistan. It was Tajikistan. No, I I only remember from fucking what you call it saying it. Uh, yeah, Bisping. I don't, yeah, Bisping. Um, okay. Yeah, I thought you were Tajik gonna say Stan. Borat. I was almost sure you were gonna say Borat. <laughs> no, no, that's fucking no. Uh, isn't that Fazeev win? Yeah. Oh, All right. Um. Okay. So this fight only. So other than the Tajikistan, it was also a bite occurred. Um. Yeah, he fucking and, the Tajikistanian fucking <laughs> nibbled on the dude's fingy. He dog. did nibble on him. I want to say that I would have done the same fucking mm, bro, thing. Very nice. Fish, the, <laughs> the fish hook. That Rafael Alves was do was fucking hooking, uh. Dude, I don't Aliyev know. With. He was kind of reaching for his chin and then fucking. I think what's it called? Kind of. Uh, he got a little hungry. Uh, Dude, so I don't I know. It looked like one. he fish hooked he... the fuck out of him, which is what he was saying. He kept saying you're fucking fish hooking me. I which missed he was. this one. Did he latch down on his finger? He bit Dude, the tip. There's of a it. bite mark. And he goes, "There's Herb a mark. Said, there's a mark. I see a mark." He goes, the, it was funny. Uh, Elvis goes, fuck you, man. Fuck you, man. He bit me, man. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. He, guys, I don't think he speaks English that well. So he just kept saying, fuck you. Fuck. And that's all you could hear um, in the fucking fu- thing was just, fuck you, man. Fuck you, man. You bit me, man. Fuck you. And then they stopped it. They checked his finger. Then they took a point away. Other than that, than that this fight was terribly boring. boring. Um, let's move on to the next one. Our boy, Joe Selecki, got it done. Fucking looked like an absolute killer. Um, it was basically exactly what we thought. I mean, never want to disrespect a fighter, but I think it's fair to say that Benoit Saint Denis is probably a tougher opponent than Carl Deaton on short notice. And um, yeah, you could just tell Joe Selecki had this like look in his fucking eye. He gets the rear naked choke finish. Um, gets on the gets on Deaton's back <laughs> and in standing position for a while, choking him out. That was impressive. Um, good win for the uppercut alum there. Uh, Mike, we'll start with you. What did you take away from that one? Dude, one thing I took away from this one is he might have the fucking best body triangle in the lightweight division. He might. His body triangle is so goddamn tight. And Bisping kept saying it, and it was pretty crazy when you started to think about it. He's like, didn't he could not gas for anything. Yeah. 
Like yeah, holding Cruz that body fucking, triangle. Oh my god, Cruz was so annoying during the whole time. He's getting tired. <laughs> he's getting tired. You're and he like, never did. No, he's not. Yeah, he never he's been did. tired. You see, and then when he finally breaks it, ah, he's tired. Like you've been saying this shit for three minutes. <laughs> Another thing I thought after this one, boys, and I think you guys would agree. I, I'm not saying he would have made light work as Saint Benoit or Benoit Saint Denis, but Saint Benoit. Saint Yeah, Benoit Saint Denis. Sorry, but <laughs> I, I think he would have. I definitely think he would have got the better of him after watching this performance. Dude, dude, I he think looks so too. fucking great. Dude. He's grappling. I think his grappling yeah. is what because Ben Walk's kind of like this banger who just kind of like is super fucking tough. Um, and another thing, he might have the best wife in the UFC game, dude. He was so loud the whole fight. That was so <laughs> fucking awesome. Oh yeah, and she was crying after the fight. Like that was just a great moment to watch on television. Yeah, real feel good moment. Yeah, she's very supportive. He he mentioned her on the podcast actually, and he's all over. She's all over the Instagram. Yeah. Shout out to her. Um, Jeff, what'd you take away from this one? Yeah, Joe just he fucking ragdog beating out there. I mean, the one spot where the one positive was Deaton getting up and then he, he fucking Joe just not instantly took his back and fucking good night. Good night. I mean, there's not much more to say about it. Yeah, for sure. Let's move on now to Odie Osborne versus Charles Johnson. Another fight. That was weird because of a five-minute nutshot timeout. Um, other than that, though, I mean, Odie Osborne uh, gets kicked in the balls from Charles Johnson. He takes five minutes to, uh, which is smart. I don't know why more guys don't do this. He takes five minutes, the full five minutes, to fully uh, um, get back into it. And then they both gas right after that, which I thought yeah. was funny. They had five minutes of rest, and they both gas. I don't know what happened. Jeff, do you have any idea on that one? Yeah, I, that's what I was about to say. How the fuck did Ode take the whole five minutes? Know that he was like going to take the whole five minutes and fucking just gas. Both of them gassed. It was crazy. Both of them gassed. They both took the full five minutes because yeah. Johnson was just Johnson. Also, if anything, it was more uh, it was less or it was more embarrassing that he gassed because he didn't get the nut. He didn't get kicked in the balls. He wasn't recovering or anything. He was just sitting there like waiting and then fucking both of them gassed. So it turned it turned from like a pretty interesting strikers kind of delight within the catch weight. Um, and then, you know, it went to like this weird gas kind of slow down fight. I honestly wasn't a huge fan. Um, that being said, Ode Osborne was able to pull away with the decision. I thought that was a fine decision. Uh, Mike, how did you feel about that one? Yeah, just like you were alluding to, this was a kind of weird one because like in the back of your mind while you're watching it, you're like, man, this is a pretty good fight. Like these guys are pretty active. I thought Charles Johnson had spurts where he looked pretty sharp all around, but the same breath, you were just sitting on the edge of your couch waiting for something big to happen. It was just like it never happened. Like, you know, O'Day's got that power somewhat. You're kind of waiting for that to come out. Are you waiting for a sub attempt? Or it was just, I don't know, it was a weird fight to watch. Very strange. I was pretty happy when it was over. The whole hi- the highlight of the whole entire fight for me was the fact that since they were in the apex, you could hear Bisping ask O'Day Osborne if that yeah. was the worst nut shot of all time live dude, that was during the fight. Phenomenal, dude. Yeah, that they were just awesome. talking. They were just like hanging out talking. He's like, Yeah, I just love yeah, Bisping how- ten out of ten or whatever. I just love how Bisping, like, I guess since he was in the UFC, he just does not give a fuck at all. I know like, it's so funny. He doesn't give a single fuck about anything. He but really yeah, doesn't. I mean it, it was decent, I guess. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get, let's transition now to the next fight. 
This fight was a lot more interesting. Jordan Levitt versus Victor Martinez. Big, quick KO for Jordan Levitt. Uh, huge win for him. Um, I think we all picked him as well, I believe. So that was a big fight, big win for him. And a good fight. He got it done in 2 minutes, 27 seconds of round one. So it was pretty quick. Uh, Mike, we'll start with you on this one. What did you feel about this fight? Yeah, I mean, I think we all had agreed that we didn't really understand why. I think he closed as a pick but he opened as like a plus 180 underdog or something. I don't think any of us really fucking understood why. And yeah. he showed that Vegas was wrong on this one. He's so goddamn strong. He keeps you on your – I think the thing is, too, he, his takedowns are so strong. Like, he keeps you on edge. Like yeah. You could tell Martinez was on edge the whole time, waiting for a single leg, waiting for a single leg, and then it's just good as over. Yeah. Completely agree. Jeff? Yeah, and another big takeaway is his fucking his stand up's way better than I thought. Yeah. I mean, how quick he was to get into that clinch and then just fucking throw bombs from the clinch, dude. That was ridiculous. Well, I think I mentioned it last episode. I think people write him off a little too much because he lost to Patty, but that doesn't mean it defines your whole career to me. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. And that was a he lost to Patty. I mean, I don't know. That was, who knows? I, I agree with that, though. I, I think he, he really proved that that was just a, I mean, you see that happen sometimes. It was like clear that, that was an outlier. Like, yeah, now, that, looking that back happens. on it. Like, that just happens in the UFC. I don't know. There's I can't think of any off the top of my head right now, but there's guys that have just lost to random ass names. So, it's definitely um an outlier for sure after that performance. Um, Next fight. Jasmine uh Jasuda Vicious versus Gabriela Fernandez. Another pretty solid fight. Uh goes to decision. Jasmine gets the win there. Um, yeah, I mean it was just like your standard women flyweight fight, I guess. I I, I nothing too crazy stuck out to me about that. I like Jasmine. Um, and I think she's a pretty solid fighter, so good win for her. Uh we'll start with you, Jeff. How did you feel about that one? Yeah, I mean, Jasmine pretty much just showed there's just levels to this clean. shit. Just yeah. like yeah, just like Joe Selecki did earlier. There's levels to his grappling shit. And yeah. When you're on a different level, it's fucking over. Yeah. I completely agree, Mike. Yeah, and I think Jasmine definitely caught some necks. Like there's gotta be other women's flyweights who are like ranked fifteen to twenty, maybe even up to thirty who are looking and they're kinda like, Holy fuck, she's coming. Cause yeah. she looked good. She, she didn't did. let she did not let Gabriella off the ground for more than like ten seconds at a time. Like her like motor and pressure was so goddamn consistent throughout the whole fight. Yeah, I completely agree. She looked very good. Um, yeah, women's flyweight becoming a pretty fun division too. The, w- the women's divisions are getting good now. Like, thank God. Women- yeah, I'm excited. It's been a while, but I'm excited. Um, next fight. This was my favorite fight on the card. Trevor Peak versus Eric Gonzalez. Trevor Peak gets the uh, buzzer beater KO. And a couple things about this one. Number one. That ref should have stopped that fight way before uh, the, he did stop it, which that was fucking crazy. Dude, Number that two, shit looked like a fucking slow-mo edit, the fucking ending. I know, it was insane. And then Dude, number it two, literally looked like it was fucking God of War when you fucking click R3 fucking <laughs> start killing a fucking dog. <laughs> I know, and number three, Trevor Peak might throw the hardest in the in the UFC right now. Um, He's not the greatest technical fighter of all time yeah, he, i mean he throws like he's a fucking drunk dad coming home to be oh his yeah <laughs> oh yeah but those hands are the first off the sound and just how holy fuck how hard he throws 
Um, insane. Yeah, what maybe the hardest puncher in the UFC right now. That being said, uh, he will probably get knocked out if he fights anyone um, that has hands because he leaves himself so open to fucking strikes. And he was throwing this weird standing back fist thing that was nuts. But yeah, he definitely is a very fun prospect for sure. I hope they kind of work on his stand-up defense and uh, yeah, on his like more intricate striking options. But that being said, great fight, great win. Um, Jeff, we'll start with you. I, I feel like you're going to be a Trevor Peak fan. Yeah, I mean, I'm a fucking Trevor Peak mark now. I mean, what can I yeah. say? Welcome to the uh, boat. Also, the standing hammer fist, my favorite strike of all time. So funny. Easily it's such now. a funny strike. You're striking with like Easily, the back of your dude. hand, kind of. It's so funny. <laughs> dude, I mean, what, what can you not love about this dude other than I mean, he looks like a robot. Obviously, if he takes on any competent grapplers, he will be fucked. I think he will be fucked because he leaves himself so wide open to fucking takedowns throwing like that. But, dude, throw him some bones, throw him some bangers. We want some bangers with Trevor P. I agree. I completely agree. And it's funny, uh, his him getting up was just him outworking like it was just him standing up out of yeah. pure will it was not any like yeah. skill the Derek um, Lewis get up yeah it, what's not to like he looks like a Roblox Roblox character he has a crazy southern accent and he seems like he's very intensely religious so uh that sounds like the recipe for a crazy motherfucker and I'm excited uh and to he watch throws standing hammer fist. and he throws standing standing hammer fist so yeah uh, J- Mike, what did you take away from this fight? Oh, dude, he's the lightweight resurgence of Roy Nelson. That's all I kept oh, thinking the man. whole fight. He <laughs> is Roy Nelson, like 30. Like, if Roy Nelson had a kid and then fought in the lightweight, that's who he is. Yeah. Like, like you said, like, not the most crisp si- striking by any means, but throws wild over the right. Maybe that's what was in Roy Nelson's big ass belly the whole time was Trevor Peak. <laughs> dude. <laughs> dude, and he's like. <laughs> And he's just like a humble, fucking God-fearing Alabama Southern motherfucker. Dude, he looks like a kid in a candy too. store when he got hey. his picture of Buffer. That was, I know, he was fucking awesome. It was so awesome. He reminded me of some of my friends from Tennessee because he he's out of chat. I know he's from Alabama, but Tennessee's going to claim him. Um, and he reminded me a lot of people I know down down in Tennessee. Yeah, I I love this motherfucker for sure. Yeah, like Jeff said, I just hope they don't derail the train. That's all I yeah, hope. I completely agree. Okay, next fight, Mike Malott versus Johan Liness. Um, Mike Malott fucking powers through to get the round one submission win over Johan. Um, Mike Malott, is he the most unassuming looking UFC fighter you've ever seen, Mike? Uh, he's Who's like up a male there. model. Him or Drew Dober. Yeah, I mean, I think it's... Drew Dober's pretty high up there, too. I think because Malott's ears, from what I saw, look normal. And to me, oh, he no. looked... Mike Malott's got that little, like, I don't know. He's kind of got a little Batman in him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's got a little <laughs> Batman in him. Maybe just, like, the tip of, of the wing in him. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I, he To me, he looks like a fucking TV star or some shit. But I, I love watching him fight. It's it's hard to beat out Dober for me. Yeah. Like, I just don't think there's any scenario where you see Dober in real life and be like, oh, yeah, he fights people. I loved how Canadian he sounded on the mic too. He's like, 
Oh yeah, so I think that uh, you guys should come up to Canada, <laughs> yeah. and I, I'll get I'll pack that shit with a bunch of buds. We'll get some fucking brews, you know. <laughs> and um, I I was very happy about that. Um, yeah, Mike, what else did you take away from this one? Uh, I could not believe that Jeff's Hammy Sosa lock of the night since we've been recording is now seven and two. Insane. Like, Jeff has hammered these fuckers, dude. Jefferson's hitting a seventy, which is hilarious. Rate. Which is hilarious because before we started recording it, he could not hit one for the life of him. We used to give <laughs> yeah, these out. Literally. For, that was the first thing we gave out. And we used to give it out forever. And I think you're on like a nine fight losing streak and you're now you're seven and two. Not gonna lie, boys. I kind of locked the fuck in. Yeah. <laughs> I, appreciate it. I wasn't Dude. taking it that seriously. And then we were like, oh man, we're keeping records of this shit. Yeah. yeah. You're running away with it too. You're 41. Oh yeah. We should get into the records. Actually. We forgot to give those out. Um, the records for the fight for our picks were Mikey went three and two. He hit on Mikey's Nyquil fight of the night, which is Eric Gonzalez versus Trevor Peak. Um, hit on Joe Selecki, hit on Jordan Levitt, hit on Trevor Peak, missed on Dante Mays, missed on Andre Munez, and Krylov obviously didn't happen. Uh, Jeff also went three and two. He hit on Hammy Sosa's lock of the night, which was Mike Malott. Uh, hit on Joe Selecki, Jordan Levitt, um, missed on Eric Gonzalez, hit on Augusto Sakai, and missed on Andre Munez. And then I also went three and two. My le- prelim pick of the night was Eric Gonzalez versus Trevor Peak. I I think that was a fucking prelim pick of the night for sure. Uh, and I picked Joe Selecki, Jordan Levitt. Those hit. Trevor Peak hit. Dante Mays missed. Andre Munez missed. Mikey, you're thirty five and thirty two all time. Four and four on Nyquil fight of the night picks. Jefferson forty one and twenty five all time. Five and two on Hammy Woo! Sosa lock of the night picks. And I am thirty seven and thirty all time. So sorry to cut you off, Mike, but figured we probably should have ran through those beforehand i forgot that's okay that's no problem at all yeah um but yeah i, I like mike Malott a lot i'm wondering if he's ready to take that step up against there was a few guys i had in mind uh the bond the better of the bond theme brothers maybe brian battle andre fialo a couple guys who are like within rank 50 to 30 somewhere in there i wonder if he deserves a bigger name now i really want to see him match up with someone better yeah, I agree with that for sure. I think I think he's a very intriguing prospect. I really do want to see him match up someone better as well. Jeff, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, dude, Mike's a fucking dog. There's a reason why I took him as the hammy Sosa lock of night. I mean, there's no fucking doubt in my mind for him. Mike went out there and he babied him, honestly. Yes, he did. Yeah, and there wasn't, like, one facet of his game. I mean, granted, it was only a round, but there wasn't one place he looked weak either. Yeah, I completely agree. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll get back to the rest of the fights. Okay, we're back. This one we should have talked about, and we did not give her her respect, so I want to take the time and apologize for not mentioning uh, Tatiana Suarez's return because, for those of you who don't know, she was out for, what, like two and a half years <laughs> Something like that. I think it was longer than that. Might have even been, might have even been four years. I think it was four years. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Total. Holy fuck, 2019 was four years ago. Um, that's insane to think about. But yeah, no, she was <laughs> out for four years, and then she comes back and looks just like she did before. Tatiana Suarez, she gets the submission win in round two. Holy fuck. The women's flyweight division, again, stacked right now. Tatiana well, Suarez. Not even. What do you mean? Tatiana's going down to strawweight. Oh, I forgot about that. You're right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be insane. Dude, dude, she's going to be a fucking wrecking ball through there, dude. 
I know. I'm I'm so excited to watch what she does. Um, great story, obviously, and yeah, Strawway is another. I think it, I think Andrade's too. Yeah, so that means they're gonna have what's it like Zang? Yeah, I think she wants to be like Andrade, where she fights at like every division. Yes, Andrade so literally like... fights at every single women's division. Yeah, it's gonna be fucking nuts. They got like just listen to the top, like even. I guess 16 right now is Zhang, Carlos Barza, Rose, Andrade. I'm sure Andrade will move down. Lemos, uh, Marina Rodriguez, Jan Xiaonan, Mackenzie Dern, Tisha Torres, Amanda Ribas, um, Michelle Watterson, Yerna Jandaroba, Angela Hill, Emily Decote, Jessica Penne, Carolina Kovalkiewicz. Um, I don't know where the fuck Corey McKenna's in there. There's a lot of good fucking names. That's insane. Um, I'm really excited for that division as well. That, that is that is Blanchfield in that one? No, no, no. She's she's flyweight with Shevchenko. Got it, got it. All right, so yeah, great division. I'm very excited for that one and great fight. Uh, yeah, Jeff, how did you feel about Tatiana Suarez's performance? Yeah, I mean, she she fucking really fucking like the strawweight should be in fucking shambles right now. Scared because we saw what. Carla did with her grappling through through that division. I mean, she literally got the gold from it. Yeah. I, I, no. Dude, Tatiana's going fucking... She might run house in there. In Charlotte. She really might. It's going to be really interesting to see. Mike, how did you feel about this one? I couldn't agree more. And uh, She's been gone for four years, and I'm pretty sure she's still only 31 years old. Like, She still has all the time in the world to do whatever she wants. And a lot of the younger women right now are they they hit a streak of luck because with the exception of Zhang and even her to an extent, like every division needs fresh blood at the top right now, like desperately bad. So I think any woman who puts on a good performance, not to knock them or anything, but I think they're they're getting put in a good position after everyone, which they deserve, but I just think it's like for her Blanche Field fucking macy barber there's a couple other names who are like younger worked away up the ladder quick she's playing it out perfectly i think she'll if she keeps on at this pace why shouldn't she be in a title fight within the next year or two yeah i completely agree um all right let's move on now to a very boring fight augusto sakai versus Dante Mays. i honestly don't even really want to talk about this fight it was just pretty awful and boring uh wicked clinch fest and yeah, I did not enjoy any parts of that. I thought Dante Mays was going to get the win, and he did not look very good in that fight. Um, Augusto Sakai, this was an Augusto Sakai fight through and through. Um, just a lot of clinching. That's what he does best, and that's a good move for him to get the win. So yeah, just kind of stunk that that ended up being the co-main event. That's unfortunate. Um, that was honestly the only bad card on the fight. And yeah, Mike, what did you think about this one? Um, my highlight of the whole entire fight was Carrie Hardly opening the round with, all right, gentlemen, hard work pays off. Let's go. Yeah. That was the highlight of the whole entire fight for me. And uh, did you guys – I saw a couple people have already posted about this, and I don't think so, but did you guys think this This is a little worrying that this is John Jones' like, main training partner, or do you think that really doesn't have any effect? I saw people posting about that. I don't think it has an effect. Yeah, I, uh, I mean – I think John Jones – can you name any of Don Jones's other really main training partners? Yeah, and I was fucking... going to say, he's he's like an exception. That's almost like asking like who Tom Brady's throwing the ball to at practice. Like, yeah. who gives a fuck? 
yeah, I yeah, think people like, are just blowing that out like of the Like, main training partners? Yeah, and who knows? Maybe fucking... And Dante Mays and John Jones might go at it in their gym. Like, who knows? He might have just froze and not had a good night. It's really, really hard to tell. You never know what's going through someone's mind, either. Yeah, I agree with that. It it was just... Yeah, just not a great fight. I mean, it, it was... No, it's a classic not by any means. ...high performance, and that's why he's not, like, a huge sell. Um, Jeff, what did you take away from it? Yeah, this one was fucking stinker, boys. Yeah, it was hard to watch. <laughs> I mean, I felt good that I got my pick right, but fucking hey, dude. Don Pell, you looked instantly gassed. I don't know oh, what yeah. the fuck that was. Yeah, he had this, he looked a little scared. Like, not, I've never been in the fucking ring, so I feel bad talking like this, but he did look a little nervous in there. He, he like, looked frazzled. Yeah, he looked like he got frazzled. But, um, all right. Let's finish it up with a with a with the new main event after Krylov got sick, obviously, and could not participate against Span. Span, um, that main event has been rescheduled for March 11th. Um, Andre Munez versus Brendan Allen did not see this one coming here, boys. Brendan Allen gets a submission win, um, in round three. Very, very impressive. I did not think he was going to get a submission against a guy like Andre Munez, who's an elite grappler, um, and has elite submissions as well. So. Great win for Brendan Allen. I think he is forcing himself to be a contender right now with that performance like that, at least ranked. And, um, yeah, I was really, really impressed with his performance. Jeff, as the biggest Brendan Allen fan that I think I, I'm pretty sure I know, give us your take on this fight. Yeah, I'm a sorry motherfucker for betting against him. Yeah, because I, I know you love him. You're getting the him. biggest fan of him out of the yeah, three. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a sorry Brendan Allen fan. If you, I might be the sorriest Brendan Allen fan you know after yeah. this fucking week, dude. I mean, I apologize, Brendan Allen, for fucking... Dude, those holes in his grappling game, they're on purpose. <laughs> dude, yeah. it's just like... It's like kind of like Oliveira. He like ropes you in. He gets you feeling comfortable, gets you feeling like you're landed, and then he gets you. And then you're done. And then you're tapping, or you're knocked out. Yeah, it's it's very impressive. Mike? Yeah, I, I'm with Jeff. I feel like an absolute fucking doofus, too. I, I hate that last episode. I almost explained how I thought he was going to win and why he would win. And then <laughs> I, for whatever reason, the last 30 seconds, oh, yeah, well, Manu's is way better, so he's going to win. Like, I don't yeah. know what the fuck I was thinking doing that. And, dude, I, I mean, he stopped him in the third round, but he would have won that by decision. Like, he was I, on pace. to. I think he was up 2018 on two of the judges' scorecards. Like, he I he could have won four rounds out of five, I think, if that would have lasted all five somehow. Like he looked yeah. great. And it's only Monday, so I'm really, really interested to see because I know the rankings update Tuesday. I'm really interested to see where he ranks because as of right now, Muniz is eleven, Gaslam's thirteen, and then Till's fifteen. So Brendan Allen should be in there. By tomorrow morning, he should be in there. I agree with that. Um, yeah, who like what number? Do you think it'll be fifteen or what do you think? I don't see how in the flying fuck you don't put him ahead of Gaslam. I don't think they will. I think Gaslam's still riding that fucking easy performance. Know how you don't put him over Hill or Gaslam? Uh, no, I'm saying. Well, if he was ahead of Gaslam, he's already ahead of both. So that's what I'm saying. Put him at like 12, 11, But I know they probably won't. They usually don't give guys that big of jumps, like with the exception of Sugar Sean. So. 
I would anticipate 15, 14, 13, somewhere in there. All right. All right. Interesting. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us here at Uppercut. That was the review of UFC Fight Night, formerly Krylov versus Span, now Munez versus Allen. Um, pretty good fight night in all. Stay tuned. We have something special coming up for UFC 285 preview, as well as some fighter interviews coming out. And make sure to join our verdict and get your picks in. Um, it's been working really well. And if you join and like if we get over, I think the number is 10 people in the verdict, we're all going to pull together some money uh, between the three of us and the winner gets the pot. So if you like free money, join the verdict. It's a free app to download. And the link to the verdict is in the description of this episode in our link tree. So click on that. And yeah, thank you all for listening. And we will be back very soon with a preview of UFC 285.